friends, brothers and sisters, who can regale me and my queen with some myth. Or tale. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Love Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Ross. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRossMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we're discussing The Green Knight. An A24 production. The Green Knight is a 2021 epic medieval fantasy film, directed, written, edited, and produced by David Lowry, adapted from the 14th century poem Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. The film stars Dev Patel as Gawain, a nephew of King Arthur who sets out on a journey to test his courage and to face the Green Knight. It also stands Alicia Vankander, Joel Edgerton, uh, Sarita Chowdhury, uh, Sean Harris and Ralph Innocent. The Green Knight was theatrically released in the United States on July 30th, 2021 by A24. The film received positive reviews from generally positive reviews from critics. So, yeah, um, on top of all that juicy goodness, uh, I guess they don't know who Sir Gawain, the Green Knight, actually was written by. It's, I'm saying that it was written by an anonymous poet. Um, thinking it's dating back to the 14th century Middle English. Um, cinematography on here, Andrew draws Palermo, Palermo, um, really enjoyed his work, um, on here. I thought it was a beautiful film. I haven't seen it. Most of his stuff, um, let me see, A Ghost Story 2017, Your Next 2011, A Teacher 2013, um, I have not seen any of those films, but he's got a really keen eye. And this is one of the most expensive-looking, well-directed uh, movies for A24. I've Normally, their movies always look uh, very visually interesting and grabbing, but this one has an epic scale to it that I think can't really be uh, compared to most of the rest of their films. It is a budget of $15 million, which I think is relatively high in comparison to a lot of their other films, which seem to be much lower. Um, let me see if there's anything else we got to talk about before we get into uh, uh, the plot. Here's production notes. It was announced in November 2018 that David Lowry would direct and write a modern retelling, a 14th century tale, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight with A24 uh, uh, Leyline Entertainment and Braun Studios set to finance. In March 2019, Dev Patel was announced to be in negotiations to star in the film. That month, Barry Cohen, Ralph Ennison joined the cast in 20, April 2019. Uh, it was announced Vikander and uh, Kellyman had uh, been in the cast. Principal photography began in Ireland in March 2019. Ardmore Studios and uh, Cahir Castle County Contemporary were used, sorry, Contemporary were used as filming locations. 
And uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty interesting. Lowry is inspired by fantasy films of the 1980s, such as Willows and Excalibur, and that's exactly what this movie felt like. It it was a retelling, a darker retelling of these kind of movies. Um, and obviously, with the A24 kind of lumingness over it, kind of like well, you know something terrible might probably happen in a little bit. <laughs> um, initially, while writing the script, Lowry did not intend for Morgan Le Fay to be Gawain's mother, but felt that altering the story would allow this for her to be more naturally introduced into the narrative. Lowry stated that the intercuts of scenes of Le Fay casting the spell summons the Green Knight that were not part of the original screenplay. Actually, this kind of evoked a little bit of Dune for me. Uh, however, Lowry was impressed with the actress Sarita Chowdhury's work with the character, and the scene was written, storyboarded, and to be included in the roundtable scene. Lowry spent well over a year editing the scene together. The decision to design LaFay's spell in the form of a handwritten letter was also due to Lowry's fondness for the letter writing. Fond in his other works as found in his other works as well. The inclusion of uh, St. Winifred was uh, inspired by the mention of the Holy Heed, Holy Hell, or hol sorry, Holy Well <laughs> in the original poem. The um, inclusion of highway robbery is an allusion to, an, uh, an allusion to the 1975 film Barry Lyndon. While the battlefield where Gawain's first encounters the robber is inspired by the Battle of Badon, um, while Gawain's ultimate fate is left ambiguous at the end of the film, Lowry originally shot a mere more explicit and definitive ending, but felt that would affect audiences' feeling coming away from the film. Set designs such as the scene at the round table included hand-painted matte paintings to ex uh, extend the set, a technical Lowry favorited uh, sorry, a technique Lowry favorited from the films in the 80s and 90s. The time constraints with uh, shooting forced cinematographer Palermo to set, uh, set designer Jade Healy to plan on how lighting would be built into the round table scenes ahead of time. Costume designer uh, Malgosia Tersanka Ter Tersanka drew upon South American designs where des, uh, designing the crowns were worn by Arthur and Guinevere. Um, Lowry, Lowry also felt that um, designs reinforced the saintly status of Arthur and Guinevere's representations of Christendom in the West. Um, so yeah, there is tons of representations and illusions and metaphors and illusions and everything in between surrounding this um, this film, which is why I don't think I'm going to be able to give a full on uh, a full on review on it, a proper review on it, because one, I don't completely understand everything that happened in this movie. I mostly. I mostly know the general concept of story, but there's a lot of illusions and a lot of things that are happening in the background and metaphors that I just went completely over my fucking head. And and if I didn't understand it now, I'd have to go back and rewatch it and understand it in that way. Which was saying that at the time that I'm recording this, um, I watched this movie in the middle of probably October and I just didn't record it. 
I had been kind of putting it off for some reason, just hadn't, hadn't done it. I was kind of like, I don't know this story. I don't know the review. I don't know what fucking happened. <laughs> but um, I can give a, a relatively uh, decent recap on it using using the plot. But um, yeah, I got to say that it's been a few months since I've seen this movie. But I was left in a way that I was like, I got to say something about uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Um, uh your this green knight film and so when i was doing some research this has got tons of symbolism in it but on top of that this has also been this is the third time it's been recreated officially um it was um recreated um before in uh let's see adaptations i had it pulled up for a second adaptations so yeah um I had the adaptations here real quick. Hold on. The symbolism. There's so much information. I'm on the Wikipedia pages and shit. I haven't really gone through this type of uh, full interpretations of all this stuff. Okay, so the adaptations. Three times, twice by writer-director Stephen Weeks, first as Gawain in The Green Knight in 73, and again in 84 with Sword in the Valent of the legend of Sir Gawain in The Green Knight. Um that was with uh, Miles O'Keefe and Sean Connery as the Green Knight. Um, so, yeah, this was the third time that it's been brought back. Um, two television and uh, adaptations, Gawain and the Green Knight, 91, and animated uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, 2002. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 pretty interesting. They have been telling this story many, uh, many a times, even theatrically as well, or, or like in, in theaters. Sorry, like broadway kind of theater um play theater so um let's hop into the plot for this movie before i get in i will say like i said it's a little bit over two hours um i think all the casting is is pretty well done it's an interesting ass story it's 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 a mind bender in a way it has you always thinking about uh the, the metaphors of the world and what does that mean and what is the symbolism for that. If that's your kind of movie, a little bit more uh, metaphysical, a little more meditative, this is your type of movie. So let's hop into the plot for The Green Knight. Again, this is going to be about a 7 out of 10 for me. Uh, let's, let's hop into it. On a budget of $15 million, it brought back $18.9 million. It was not a big box office hit, but I think it is relatively a cult classic among uh, A24 fans and um, movie lovers alike. Um, God, here's the here's the plot and spoiler alert for The Green Knight. Darwin is woken on Christmas morning in a brothel by his lover, a common woman named Essel. And I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to tell you like that the whole time. <laughs> um, which is not what I was expecting. I was like, damn, Gawain, he's straight getting it on Christmas morning. Straight didn't even give a yuck. He's over there straight getting his nut in. I was like, okay, I see what this is. I see we in a whorehouse or something like that. And he's being a little ho. So he returns to Camelot and following a, a scolding by his mother, uh, Morgan Le Fay, attends a feast at the round table with his uncle, King Arthur, who invites Gawain to his side. And, you know, Gawain's kind of like showing up as like, not exactly the fuck up, but he's not exactly like big, big knight material at this point. You know, he's he's the guy that's 
still fucking around. Um, and his uncle being King Arthur and whatnot, he's, uh, he's a lot older at this point in his life. Um, in a tower, Le Fay performs a magic ritual which summons the, uh, the mysterious Green Knight who barges into the Arthur's, Arthur's court and states that any knight able to land a blow on him will win his green ass. Sorry, axe. <laughs> but must travel to the Green Chapel the following Christmas and receive an equal blow in return. You're like, well, why the fuck would anybody want to do that? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's an eye for an eye. <laughs> okay. So Gawain takes up the challenge. I don't know why, why this was... I wouldn't want to jump into this first. I'd be like, fuck this. But anyways, he takes up the challenge. I guess he just wants to prove himself. The knight yields Gawain wielding Excalibur. I have the power. Excalibur. <laughs> uh, and decapitates the green knight. The knight rises and lifts his severed head. Reminds Gowan of the bargain and leaves. I don't really think he sounded like that. It was way more deeper than that. And so I'm just, you know, going to continue on. I'm just trying to have fun with this because I was like, what the fuck is going on during this? I was like, okay. All right, Gowan. So Gowan spends a year re revealing, re reveling before, uh, Arthur reminds him to uphold his end of the challenge. Now, you can go fuck around for a year, but don't you forget. You better go get that green ass. Um, um, Gawain departs on horseback from the Green Chapel. And again, this is one of some of the most beautiful cinematography I've seen in a long time. It feels like I'm transported instantly back into the uh, Game of Thrones type era of having medieval times and everything just being crazy as shit. I was, I was, I was, I was here for it. I, I like seeing this stuff. It's crazy. It's nasty. I wouldn't want to live in it, but it's still crazy. Um, and, and beautiful as well. So, um, what do we have? Gawain departs on horse. Gawain departs on horseback for the green chapel, taking the green ax and a green girdle made by his mother who claims that no harm will come to him as long as he wears it. Um, during his journey, Gawain meets a boy scavenging a battlefield littered with dead warriors. And uh, is what's his name? What is the boy scavenging his name? What's his name? Fucking Is that Sean Harris or Ralph Henderson? Neither one of those. I don't have the... the I, it's, it's the guy from Eternals. God damn. He has an interesting name. Hold on. Da, 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 da. Eternals. I'm sorry. This is what I got to remember him from. But why don't they have his name on here? I think it's is it Barry Keoghan. I swear he was in uh, The Green Knight. Hold on. Let me check this real quick. If it's not him, then I'm fucking up. But yeah, it was him. Okay. Yeah. He's the scavenger. So Barry Keoghan, kind of an interesting looking fellow. Um, from Ireland himself, 29, a little bit older than I. Um, he was in Dunkirk, Killing of a Sacred Deer, and uh, Eternals most recently. Um, 
yeah, I I like his his look, his like he looks like an interesting character, but you wouldn't want to might not want to trust him. And that's kind of the same the same kind of character he's playing here. And so um yeah, he meets a boy scavenging and it's a very long take. There's some beautiful long takes in this movie. This is one of them. Uh, Gawain meets a boy scavenging a battlefield littered with dead warriors. The boy directs Gawain to a stream that will lead him to the Green Chapel. Shortly after, the boy and two others ambush Gawain. And it's like, come on, Gawain. You you didn't see this happen. You didn't see this happen. You just saw him stealing a bunch of shit. And he's like wants and he's clearly wanting more. And I think he just gives him like a coin or something like that. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to steal some shit later. So the boy shows back up, ambushes Gawain to steal the axe, girdle and horse, basically leaving the boy just sitting there butt ass naked. And they leave him tied up. Um, I don't think he's butt ass naked, but he's he, they, they strip him. Um, Gawain severs his uh bonds uh okay so there is this long take okay so before he severs his bonds there is this long take of gawain and he's just sitting there like struggling and i think the camera does like a 360 slow pan around and it's like showing what's gonna happen if he he ends up staying there any longer and it's literally you see him there in one once you see Gawain laying there in the middle of the woods, tied up, um, can't do anything. And the camera keeps on turning and you see time speed up and you come back and fucking he is completely fucking skeletonized. I was like, holy Santa Claus. I was like, is, did they just fucking kill the main character? And then they kind of do like a reverse of like, this is what was going to happen if he was there left any longer. So he ends up um, severing his bonds and his uh, with his sword to pursue him. I, I don't know why they didn't take his sword again. It was kind of weird what the things they decided to leave. Um, by nightfall, Gawain arrives at an abandoned cottage and falls asleep in, in the bed. He is awakened by the ghost of a young woman named Winifred. And I don't think originally we know that she's a ghost, but there's some just weird things happening with her that just make it kind of just like, what the fuck is going on? Some fucking Ghostbusters shit going on? I don't know. Who asks Gawain to retrieve her head from a nearby spring? And he goes outside and he's looking at this creepy ass place. I wouldn't be staying there any longer, especially if he sees a damn skeleton in a bed or something like that. I was like, holy shit. Um, but he sees uh, her head, grabs it, gives it back to her. He's like, here's your head. And then I think she like disappears for a little bit. Uh, so he asks, she asks him to retrieve the head nearby. He reunites her skull with her skeletal remains. And in the morning finds the axe has been returned to him. Um, which is like, how did the axe get back to, um, you know, there's a lot of things that, happen in this movie it's like well since you did a good deed this is what will happen now it's like what okay um so that's kind of that um it's that's it feels like a a movie kind of riddled riddled with those scenes it's like well that scene just happened and moving on <laughs> uh gawain uh befriends a fox who accompanies him on his journey i was so worried about the fox i was like don't tell the fox 
Um, he reaches a castle inhibit, in, inhabited by a lord who informs him that the Green Chapel is nearby. If you give me some ass, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, What's his name? Joel Edgerton is so horny for the uh, Gawain. He he's trying to lure him into his chambers, if you know what I mean. Um, so the Green Chapel is nearby. Gawain accepts his invitation to stay. The Lord's Lady, who resembles Isil, makes seductive overtures towards Gawain, um, and the Lord proposes they exchange what he obtains while hunting with whatever Gawain finds at the castle. Um, the next morning, the lady presents Gawain with the green girdle, which she claims to have made herself, which didn't, like, what? No, no. Um, is that supposed to be his mother? Like, what's going on? Um, Gawain uh, uh, accedes to her advances in exchange for it. Gawain flees. I think that she, like, she, she, like, she gives him a quick wank, if I remember correctly, straight on to the green girdle. It's like, oh, you've ruined the green girdle now. Look what you've done. <laughs> um, so the uh, Gawain accedes on uh, uh, on her advances in exchange for it. Gawain flees and encounters the Lord in the forest. He's like, she got asked, but I didn't know. Fuck. <laughs> um so he sees uh, Joel Edgerton's crazy ass in the middle of the forest. And uh, what is it? Flees and encounters the Lord in the forest. The The Lord kisses Gawain in return for his um, lady's action actions. But Gawain does not give him the girdle. The Lord reveals that he has captured Gawain's fox, but releases it. I was like, don't hurt the fox. Um. Uh, Gawain reaches a stream where a boat is waiting. The fox ends up saying, yo, um, and starts talking to him like, oh, shit, this dude needs his, his blood sugars down. He's seeing the fox is speaking. We got some weird Dr. Do little shit going on. Um, so the fox is speaking, imploring Gawain to abandon the quest. Why would he abandon him at this point? Uh, and why would he follow him this far? I don't remember exactly. It, the, 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 the fox is like inhibiting somebody is inhibited by somebody. I don't remember exactly. He's being told something. Uh, these random people along the way, teaching him lessons and stuff like that. The fox, I guess is one. Darwin takes the boat to the chapel where the, he basically tells the fox to like, fuck off. I feel like, um, I don't. I was like, why y'all gotta be mean to him? Gawain takes the boat to the chapel where the knight is seated in hibernation. Um, and it's like, holy shit, this is like crazy. The, the, the design for the, the, the green knight was sick. I mean, just like fucking. And like the sound design, just like him coming awake. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Um, so but the night is seated in hibernation. Gawain waits through the night and the green knight awakens on Christmas morning. It's like, well, that was convenient that he um, got a nice little nap in, a little nappy nap. As the knight swings the axe at Gawain, uh, experiences a vision. In this vision, he flees back to Camelot and becomes king after uh, Arthur's passing. Um, which, the more I think about this, this sounds so very much like... Uh, 
the the plot of Dune in a way. I mean, with the the visions and the the experiences and the people that he's running into, it definitely feels like of of this realm. Isol bears his son, but Gawain abandons her. Sorry, Isol bears his son. Oh, oh, sorry. He's having a flash, flash in this vision. He's he flees back to Camelot and becomes a king after Arthur's passing. Isol bears his son, but Gawain abandons her, taking the child and marrying a noble woman instead. Uh, his son comes of age and dies in battle. Oh, and the same character. Okay, so Isol is played by Alicia, Alicia Vikander, and she plays his mother as well. I forgot. So, um, so Isol bears his son, but Gawain abandons her, um, taking the child to marry a noble woman instead. His son become comes of age and dies in battle. Many years later, Gawain reveals. Sorry, Gawain becomes a reviled king, with his castle under siege and his family abandoning him. Um, he removes the green girdle from and. Um, his head falls from his shoulders. Gawain wakes from his vision, still kneeling on the ground in the green chapel. Removing the girdle, he tells the knight he is ready to die. The knight praises Gawain for his bravery. The green, sorry, the knight, the green knight drags his finger across Gawain's throat and says, while kindly smiling, now off with your head as the film abruptly ends. And that, my friends, is 2021's David Lowry's The Green Knight. Honestly, honestly, after going through the recap, you know, I think this is why I like doing um, podcasts and stuff like that. And the music's by uh, Daniel Hart, by the way. I really like the music. Um... I think I understand the movie a little bit better. I feel like he's understanding that he's ready to live. He's ready He's ready to live, thus he's ready to die. And I don't think that the Green Knight takes his head from him. He tells him he has to go live. And I love how we're able to see this vision of what possibly could happen. But... Also, I just, I just found it very interesting, you know, in a way that I was just like, okay, um, I, I think that the, the poem is a metaphor for, you know, ready to, you know, to leave home, to grow, to become who you're going to become, whether it's king or, or, or other. Um, so I honestly want to go back and rewatch the movie knowing that I feel like this is kind of like a metaphor. In my opinion, it's a metaphor for growing up. It's, it's a metaphor for, for moving on, leaving the nest, that type of thing. I was, uh, um, I really like it. Honestly, the more I think about it, I think that that's a, a really cool message. And I don't think that it's inherently, um, spelled out that way. There's tons of, uh, like side, quote unquote, side little missions that, you know, we're, we're looking at these giants that are howling at the sky and it's beautiful and I have no idea what it even means. Um, 
but it looks like it might have some like rebirth imagery in that type of realm. Uh, I had, I had many feelings watching, uh, the green Knight. I, I overall think that it was, um, it was a really good movie. And so I'm going to give it, uh, when I was watching it, I was not loving it. It was more of a seven out of 10, but the more I'm thinking about it, I like it, uh, an eight out of 10. I think I'm going to go with a solid seven out of 10. Cause if I, if I go against it, I, I can always go back and, read read to get some uh some ratings if we need to but i do think this is a a pretty interesting movie if you're ready for a meditative sit so thank you for listening watching look it up podcast be sure to check out look it for all new reviews movies tvs reviews live streams all that good stuff um look it up podcast.com you can get the patreon to help support the podcast and you'll be able to get new reviews early you can get uh movies that are reviewed um movies that are over five years old that we review we put them on the patreon for exclusives on there you'll get exclusive access to early podcasts and you'll get exclusive access to the library the entire luck.podcast podcast library hundreds of hours of all the craziness that we've been talking about tv movies and otherwise so Thank you for listening, watching Luck It Out Podcast. In Take It Ease. I'm facing all of this. Honor. That is why Knight does what he does. Are you ready? <laughs>